Hello everybody, how's it going and welcome back to the As Always podcast. This is episode 159 on when host James and I'm joined as always by Tyler. As always, how's it going my friend? It's going well, how are you? Not too bad mate, not too bad, happy to be here. Happy to be here with you on this fine su- Sunday evening uh, at Wonderful. the time of recording. Um, what's been going on, what's, what's happening? Ah, uh, you know, not a lot, bit of gaming here and there. Um, yeah. All, all the usual gaming, you know. All the usual gaming. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Exactly. That's good, man. That's good. Um, sh- quick shout out as well to um, your little brother, our little brother, George. It's his twenty uh, first birthday mm-hmm. today. It is. So shout out, shout out, shout out to George. Uh, if you if you missed it, send him a message because it's his twenty first. So you can message him a few days later. It's a it's a it's a long celebration. Are you guys doing anything for it, or have you already done something for his twenty first? Uh, we're going out today with with family for, yeah. for dinner, and then we're going back to my parents' house to I don't know what we're doing, but just sort yeah. of hanging out and whatever. Good. So yeah. Nice. That's nice. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what what else is uh, happening in terms of the gaming? You said in the ga- terms what of you, the what have you been playing? Oh, what have you, you know, been playing? Oh, you know bits and bobs. Um, I've been continuing to stream Elden Ring, which has been nice. Although I haven't done as much as like I would like. I've been kind of busy working on videos. Finally, um, doing bloody uh, working on this Forbidden West video. I recorded all of it. Um, and finally got around to recording the Shadow War video, so I'm halfway through editing it. It's nearly sort of done. I reckon I can get it done in like a week, and then uh, that's good. I can have that up while I'm working on this Horizon video, and that'll be cool as well. Um, and nice. I've been, I've started playing. I've started replaying Sleeping Dogs because I'm like, I need something that's to play. That's a weird one to randomly I, be yeah, playing. Yeah, well, it's ten years old this year. And uh, it's wait, one really? that, yeah, it came out in 2012. Holy yeah. shit. It's crazy. Oh God. I was looking at myself before in the like recording screen mm-hmm. and I was like, you're looking old, Tyler. <laughs> you're looking old. Yep. And, and this is, um, you know, no, oh, it's just added to my depression. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. It um, does do that, yeah. But yeah, so 10 years sleeping dogs. 10 wow. years okay. old, yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I'll make a video on it. I don't think it's going to be a huge one. I think it'll be more like my Saboteur video where I sort of make like, you know, 26 minutes, something like that. That's a sweet yeah. spot. Uh, and then it's a good video, you know? And it might not get loads of views right away, but it will eventually. My Saboteur video is nearing 100K now, which is cool because originally it flopped, but, you know, it got there over the course of a couple of years. So that's yeah. cool. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Sleeping Dogs is f- still fun. So that's good. I'm that is about good. That. that is good, and I yeah. guess like like you said, those sorts of videos they age well. It's that sort of content that ages well. So um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a major issue if it ne- doesn't necessarily do well in the first week because it could be six months later, randomly it blows up. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah, you that's just gotta wait. With, just gotta wait it yeah. out. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. No, that's good, man. That's good. Um, have you platinumed Horizon Forbidden West yet? I have not, chance? no. I might Are you do. planning on, do, on doing might. that? I might. I, I don't really care much about trophies and <laughs> stuff, but when there's a game I really like, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll platinum it just because I really like playing it. Um, yeah. Although, I don't know when I'll do it because like, I don't know if I can go back to Horizon now. I'm so busy with like other projects and other games. I'm like, when am I going to find time to just sit down and do that? But maybe I will. Yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. I um I think I, I mean I was planning on it just because I loved playing it so much and during the time when I was playing it like this main story I just didn't want it to end but once it finished obviously it's like well that's the end of the story and I did play a bit you know getting a few trophies and stuff and, I, and I've I know if I sit down and turn on the PlayStation start playing I'll just get addicted because it's such a brilliant game mm-hmm. but I don't know now I don't know I've sort of just like I find it hard to get myself to do that, mm-hmm. to sit down. But also, if I'm being, I mean, this isn't Clubhouse, and normally this is more of like, a, I guess, a Clubhouse conversation. But we've talked about the stuff on Four Pillars podcast, and that's always, of course, it's not like a big deal. But I've been, I don't know, pretty low the last week and a bit. Like, haven't been great. Mm. Um, and for no, like, nothing's happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. th- there's not necessarily like, here's this one thing. And I'm, but I've been, if I'm being honest, I've been pretty fucking depressed the last, the last seven days or so. I found it, Fuck. I've been really r- struggling and, but I've been putting on a face. Like I'm smiling now. I'm happy. And I am, I feel good right now. Um, mm-hmm. And if, when I've been around people, it's, you know, I've been fine, but I'm just, I don't know. Not a bit uh, trying to figure shit out. It's I feel like there's a lot of things in my life at the moment that I'm just like a bit mm-hmm. unsure of, and just trying to figure out like what I want next. And yeah, I, I feel a, I feel a bit <clears throat> disconnected from yeah. life. I don't know how to explain it. Do you ever? Do you understand? Do, am I making any sense? Like um, I don't know how to explain. You make it. a sense. Um, I don't know if I've ever felt that way. I don't know. Yeah, but it's just just, just just sort of like. I don't know. I guess I'm a very like look ahead type person, goal oriented person. And, -hmm. you know, I've tried really hard, especially in the last 12 months to just be a bit more present in the moment Mm -hmm. and just enjoy where I'm at. And, you know, I've, I've always been pretty in touch with myself, but now more than ever going through the mental health issues I've gone through in the last year, I have definitely like gotten very good at knowing when I need certain things. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I woke up Monday morning last week and I looked at myself in the mirror. I was about to get ready for work and I was like, oh, you're ha- going to have a terrible mental health day today. I can tell. I just had this feeling. I just mm-hmm. knew. And it just sort of like I fought like I actually had a really good Monday because I did a bunch of things that like strategies that helped me sort of get through to like take charge of the day. Yeah. But th- it just sort of felt like it snowballed there after that. Mm-hmm. And just sort of gotten worse and worse and worse. And then just a bunch of little things keep adding, adding on to it that I reckon like if it was a couple of weeks ago and I'd been confronted by that, I would have reacted a bit differently, but it actually really affected me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, but fuck, that's rough. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I just don't know who to fucking like, you know, I haven't talked to anyone about this, so, but we're mm-hmm. here now and I'm just like, I'm, Obviously, I've always been pretty happy sharing this stuff, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I'm just trying to figure out what's next for me. I I, I yeah. tweeted out that I was like, it's about time I moved to the UK, right? Like, and I and honestly, yeah. like, that's a serious, serious, serious. It is, it is about time um, to be honest. Thought thought for myself, and it's something I've had for a while. Like, I was looking at, you know, either the UK or back to Melbourne, and mm. it's something I've been thinking about for the last good you know a good six months and i sort of had a good mindset of when and where and i think i was leaning you know to just at melbourne again you know where i was born the city i love um for various reasons various goals and mm-hmm. stuff but 
I also am not trying to rush my life either. Like it was something I was looking at doing like now, like it was something I was really actively doing. And I think mm-hmm. because I've been very goal focused on a few other things, for example, like I haven't been doing much video work. Like I do the podcast, I do all that stuff. And I'd love to do a bit more, even just like posting on my channels, like the highlights, like I used to do just at the, each podcast. So mm-hmm. at least the time on my channel if it's not me making videos, it's at least a place where you can see the things I can post things that I've done recently, whether that's yeah. podcasts or if I've been featured on someone else's video, I can grab clips and just be like, this is a channel where it's me for whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I've just been really focused on and, be, you know, for ye- many years I've trained martial arts and I finally found a gym that's like my home, like an MMA gym that feels like home. And I've got an amazing team around me that I've been working really hard. I did it like, and I'm getting ready for a fight and I realize I until I have that fight, I can't leave. I can't go anywhere. Mm. So I've sort of buckled into like committing to like with work, this is where I'm staying at for now. And with this, that and the other. And it, in some ways it's really hard because like, I might be like really down at work inside all day, but then I get to the gym and I'm like, that's, that's my happy place. That's the one time of the day where I'm hundred percent happy surrounded mm. by my team and coaches and I can just do what I love to do. You know, I'm a creative person, you're a creative person, but I like, that's how I express myself now. And that's uh, where I found that. And I just need to get that done. I think before I go anywhere. So my sort of plan Mm. is to fight August, September. There's a date with one of the promotions in July that like, I'm happy to go now. I'm ready to like, I've been training for so many years. I'm 26 years old. I'm ready to fight. I know how good I am and I know what I can do with there. And, I, you know, I, one of my teammates fought yesterday. I was watching the card and I was sort of scouting out sort of my level and my weight class. And I was looking at them. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, James, these guys are sloppy as fuck. I'm going to fuck them up, dude. Yeah. Like, like I, I the, you know, these are 20, 21 year olds that are debuting mm-hmm. and they're just immature and they're just rushing it and they're being sloppy and they're not doing what I'm sure they're way better at doing in the gym. Um, but I know myself and how mentally, you know, focused and and mentally strong I am in that way like I can sit here and and I have my you know my issues with depression or anxiety and stuff but not when it comes to this sort of thing yeah you know I I spend way too much time mentally training for it and I'm just ready to to get in there and I think once that's done once that's it's been in my heart for a long time to do Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you, you know, you've known that and a lot of people have known that it's been something I've talked about for many years and yeah, it's sure. just something now it's so close to reality that I can't move or go anywhere afterwards. But that's after that fight is when I'm planning this trip like to go over to the UK mm-hmm. um, and over to the US, like a bit of a celebration tour afterwards. But I really like, you know, it, 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 maybe it's possible that it's not a, tr- it's not a holiday trip, but it's a, it's a permanent like trip who knows who knows but it's just about finding the who right knows? work honestly and, and, and doing the visa stuff and yeah it's you know I, I it's it's just i've got like it's crazy to think that i know that i'll move to a different country couldn't be further away mm-hmm. and i have maybe an even better support system there than Mental. i do here which is crazy <laughs> to think about it's crazy to think about. And, and it's not that I don't like, I've got my family, my friends, like obviously I've got, I've got a great support system here, but it's a certain time and maybe it's just a phase thing right now. And maybe it's, it is definitely part of what's I've been a bit down about Mm -hmm. is feeling a bit disconnected from everyone. Like 
everyone's got their own lives. I, I've got a lot of close friends, but they've all got their own lives. They've got partners. They've got shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and m- even my parents, like they've moved. They've, they're, they're like an hour and a half away now. Um, oh. And I just, I felt a bit like, and, and David's obviously gone again for 13 months. And it's yeah. just sort of like, I feel a bit alone. Like, but not in a way of like, I'm, it's not necessarily even a bad thing because it can be, I've been really enjoying my time on my own, maybe now more than I ever have in the past, like enjoying my my time with me. But, you know, there are certainly times where you want to reach out to someone and you, and that's what I try to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I know it can be really embarrassing in this. And I say this, and this is partly why I always bring this shit up. But like when you're feeling really low, one of the most embarrassing things is admitting that to someone and be like, hey, can we just like, are you free to hang out? Just I, like I need mm. someone to talk to. And, you know, and, and it's hard to say that because a lot of the time yeah. like you'll just reach out and be like, oh, hey, you're free. And they're like, oh, so busy. Maybe like next week or the week after. I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm, But I know they would be like if I told them oh, I really need like, like a chat, they would, you know, drop yeah. it and be like, oh, yeah, dude, like 100%. But it's embarrassing to say that. Like yeah, it's for sure. hard to admit to a friend and you feel like you put it on yourself and you're like, oh, if I tell them that I'm making them feel obligated to hang out with me and you feel like it's not, even though of course it's genuine mm. because if someone reached out to me, like my friends and said, hey man, are you free this week because I'm just having a, a, a tough week and I'd love to hang out? Dude, I'd drop everything. I'd be like mm. 100% free tonight, done, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing embarrassing about it. But on the other end, I feel embarrassed. I feel yeah, embarrassed to, to like do it. And it's something I, I, I've definitely struggled with and it took me quite a while to be able to admit uh, that to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, you know, I've struggled through the week and I finally got to that point. I was like, Tyler, just reach out and actually say what's going on. Hey, mm-hmm. you free. I need like, some, I would love someone to talk to. I've just had a bit of a rough week. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, from there straight away, it's like, yep, yep. hundred percent. See you tomorrow. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, that's, it's important. So like reach out. It's not, it's not embarrassing. That's part of the, the fucking sickness of it all. Right. Mm. That's part is like, it tries to make you feel embarrassed to even seek help, which is, which is, it's the best thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, Anyway, that was a weird way to start. I'm sorry. Well, here's me. I don't need <laughs> to apologize the for this. This is, this is me being embarrassed for talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, this, what we do. this is what we do here, you know? We open yeah. up. We talk about this stuff. Yeah. It's good. It's cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, with that, with that out of the way, uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us, everybody, uh, here Welcome watching the on the Footballers Network or listening on all reputable podcast services we wouldn't be here though without the great people over on patreon.com forward slash as always they're the best mm-hmm. they they make the show happen quite literally james yeah. and i would not be fucked doing any of this anymore no, it'd if be it over. wasn't for them it would be over that we do know um and if you like what you're you know seeing and listening to here and you want to hear or see more head over to patreon.com forward slash as always and for just one dollar a month you get exclusive access to the patreon exclusive podcast the clubhouse podcast that's the best podcast on the internet and really if you is. like mental health chats that's where we do it 
seek mm-hmm. advice. People ask for advice. We give our tips. We tell our stories and, and we open up. I certainly have done the same, um, yep. especially in the last year and going through that journey. And, and I know it's helped a lot of people and there's a lot of people that share their stories and that helps other people. So it's just something that I think is super important. And if you think that's for you, go, just go check it out. It's just a dollar. Wouldn't mm-hmm. hurt. Wouldn't hurt. Just to, te- just to test it. Yeah, if you don't like give it, a it look. give it a look over. It's a, it's a $1. You've lost a dollar. What have you got to lose, James? What have you got to lose? Absolutely nothing. I would throw a dollar in the drain. Yeah, I do exactly. like, on a daily like basis. If, if you dropped a dollar, would you really reach out and pick it up? Like, that's no, not, not a, a chance. No, no, no that's It's gone. not a good use of time. It's no. not time efficient. That's because the you grounds could make, dollar. Ex- exactly. Because you could make a dollar. In the time it took you, James, mm-hmm. to reach down... And grab said dollar. Mm-hmm. You could have made two. I could have. I could have. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. You know what exactly. I'm saying. That's just how it works. And and that's the sigma mentality that it James is. operates on. And exactly. that's what you can learn on patreon.com forward slash as always. So be like that. For yep. just all a month, you've got nothing to lose. And what do you have to gain? Perhaps everything. Everything. Perhaps everything. Your life. You have your life to gain from it. I think so. Yeah. I think that we do know. Definitely. I think that's a th- that's definitely a thing. So head over to page.com forward slash as always. And of course, thank you to our producers at the $25 tier. And above, we have Ollie the Superior Ollie, Damien, the not-so-orange gnome, still hurts my feelings, <laughs> Epic Alaric, or Radagast Hardwood, Ferentino, Flash Paradox, Franco, Jasper, Austin, King, Richard III, Albrecht, Ryan Hafer, Viridian, and Ballsack47. Thank you, Sweet Vintage Lads, for helping power this podcast. Thank you, everybody. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. It's amazing. We love you. Um, there's been there's been a bit going on in the news this mm-hmm. week, but there's one major topic, James. I wanted to talk to you about because I feel like I'm not informed enough about this topic. So I've seen a bit of controversy this week in the games world, in, in the entertainment world, and I have an opinion on it. Okay. But then I see people I trust and respect have a different opinion on it. And I realized that, well, I actually don't know anything about it. So I just would love to be informed before I actually give my opinion. Um, okay. And this is on this week's state of play um, mm. for PlayStation and yeah. the new Harry Potter game, Hogwarts Legacy. Uh-huh. Um, it had its first gameplay reveal. And with that came a lot of discussion online about JK Rowling, the author mm-hmm. of Harry Potter, the, and transphobia. And is it ethical? Is it not ethical to purchase Hogwarts Legacy to play this game, even if J.K. Rowling isn't perhaps involved directly in the development of said game? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't fully get what's going on. And I certainly didn't fault like J.K. Rowling, who gives a, f- I'm not a Harry Potter guy anyway. Like mm-hmm. I don't give two fucks about the movies. I read the books when I was a kid and I liked them, but I could give a fuck about Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, but Looking at the, like, obviously Harry Potter game, like I remember playing Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets on the PS2. Phenomenal game. One of the all-time great games. Mm-hmm. Very um, good game. Very good game. So the, the idea of having that style of open-world Harry Potter game, I'm like, oh, I'd play that. That's cool. Like, I'll mm-hmm. give that a shot. But then I hear mm-hmm. about this, this controversy and I'm like, well, James, what, what happened? Can you, do you know? I feel like you're pretty informed of what's going um, on, especially when we've got someone in our community like a, like a Jamie Burns, yeah. um, one of the mods of the Four Pillars. Um um, G- give it to me. Like, what, what am I? What don't I know? What What did J.K. Rowling say and do that has caused this? And <coughs> why would that then impact a game that she's not directly involved in developing this game? Is that correct? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
So what would the controversy be? Is it just because it's her world? Yeah, that I therefore think it's, it's supporting her. I mean, I've talked to Jamie a lot about this. We had a big discussion yesterday on Discord because Nils was also a bit conflicted as to like the main reasoning behind why it's like a moral dilemma. Um, and I think the main reason is it's not really the same situation as like with Ubisoft where we're do like I'm literally doing it because I'm like I don't want to give this company my money at all y yes. um, obviously whereas with this like JK Rowling has obviously already been paid for the you know for using Harry Potter or whatever like the money yeah, she's that, not going to lose you know, any money on no. the success of this game um, she's already got a fee anybody is I don't, no, I don't think there is anybody like in their right mind anyway that is arguing that we're doing this to not give JK Rowling money because even if this game completely flopped she still has plenty of money a billion like dollars. and even she if like <laughs> even if you never bought another harry potter product for the rest of time and nobody did and harry potter flopped forever she's still insanely rich and always will be um, yeah that's never literally will never change you you yeah yeah, yeah. you'll so, never topple her she's got too much money yeah exactly so that's not what this is about and nobody is trying to argue oh we need to make sure she never has any money like but the point right. here is and this is the way that jamie views it and I completely yeah. understand that. And like, obviously from my perspective, cause Jamie's my mate and he feels very strongly about this. I'm also on his side with it. Um, yeah, okay. and it's okay. the, the trans people and the LGBT community in general, like it for them, it's personal and they can't disconnect JK Rowling from Harry Potter. And to buy sure. something, Harry Potter feels like to them, like if they were to do it or say a close friend of theirs was to do it, they're going to feel like you're completely dismissing and all like mm. what I'm going through and the things that I have to put up with. And JK Rowling, the things that she's said and what she, I mean, she donates to a bunch of different organizations that are anti-trans and all of this stuff. Um, Is that because she was very social justice warrior. She for was. Time. Yeah, she was like, so she went I, after PewDiePie for being a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I used to write her the Nazi letters. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember on Twitter it's when weird, I was like, isn't it? She went uh, like, the opposite. Is a, a bit of a, a bit of a meme there, and I think like yeah, twenty seventeen yeah. or something. Mm. Like used to do J.K. Rowling tweets for a laugh, and yeah. now she's on the other side of the spectrum. It's really odd. I think. She's what did probably... she say? Has she said stuff, or is it about the support of organisations? It's I, that, I, but it's thought... also, but she, it's literally all her Twitter is now is her engaging with these like weird right wing organisations and like and having all these statements and like running these campaigns, like whatever she does, like, and it's, it's all this just twisted, like it's just transphobia. She just doesn't like trans people and wants to delegitimize them as, you know, their existence and be like, no, it's not real. It's all fake. Like it's just men trying to harm women or whatever. Um, but she, she, she dresses it up as this like protecting women, like issue and i just she's coming from the complete wrong place like i don't think i don't think like in her mind she thinks oh i'm being a terrible person like she obviously believes what she's saying like anybody does but like what she's saying she has a huge platform and it, it is really like it's incredibly harmful like the stuff that she's saying and this like what she engages in and the the people she talks to and the people she gives a platform by retweeting that you know might not have had an audience otherwise that are spouting the same stuff that she is and you know donating her money to these organizations it's just with when it comes down to harry potter it's a matter of yeah this game is disconnected from jk rowling to an extent in development 
but Harry Potter is directly connected to J.K. Rowling, and it never won't be, no matter if she's involved or not. And so trans people feel if you're supporting this, you're sort of, you're dismissing what they feel and the fact that they're going through this and J.K. Rowling's doing this and you're, like, it's it's like if, I think a similar thing, and this is what I said yesterday on Discord, it's like a similar thing is the 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 Jimmy Savile show that he did, Jim Will Fix It, Jimmy Savile, for anyone that doesn't know, was a like a big celebrity in the UK for a while and then it came out after he was dead that he was a big old nonce. Um, oh, it'd be yeah, like right. if they brought back his show, Jim Will Fix It, but like with a different host, it would still be really fucking weird and like in right. bad yeah, taste. Yeah, I mean, that's and, true like, because you, you associate it with the nonce. It's directly associate, associated to him. And like bringing that, you're, you're, then gi- you're, you're essentially giving Jimmy Savile again a platform, despite him being dead, despite him not obviously being on the show, you're still giving what he did a platform and being like, this is great. And that is always going to have an effect and is always going to give a platform to the original creator of the thing. And so I completely understand that. I obviously also completely understand the idea that not everyone is going to want to fight this fight. Like that's just how it is. You can't do everything. And someone that buys Hogwarts legacy might be fighting another fight. They might be boycotting some other company that mean that's something that means a lot to them. You never yeah. know. And so Imagine fighting every fight there is that you it's, see. It's in just life. not you possible. Would be exhausted. It's just not. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I think I put a put a thread out on Twitter and I think it just comes down to I've seen a lot of people trying to like justify and be like, well actually I'm not doing anything wrong. And it's like, look, if you you are and that's okay as well. Like if someone wants to buy a Ubisoft game, I don't think they're a terrible person. But obviously, I'm so close to that situation that it's going to aggravate me. Like, when I see someone being like, oh, I bought the new Far Cry, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. But then i got to remember, they're not... This just isn't a fight they want to fight. Like, it's not personal to them. You can't push that passion onto somebody to to, to fight back against something like this if they don't feel it in themselves. Um, And so it's one of those things where I completely get how the trans community feels... I completely understand that. I think that's completely valid and I get it because it's similar to how I feel about Ubisoft and it must be more so because they're directly, you know, they've directly been affected by this. It's their community. It's who they are. Um, whereas obviously I haven't been sexually abused and harassed by Ubisoft. But I, yeah. so I completely understand like that that's even more um, than what I feel. And so I think that it's it's completely okay for these people to feel upset or angry that people are just dismissing jk rowling completely being like i don't really care i just want to buy the wizardy game um because to them it's like wow you completely just you just don't care like but you know you can't care about everything all the time and i think some people are being dismissive on purpose i think some people just you know have decided this isn't something they want to fight but i guess to me the most annoying thing is people saying people trying to justify and be like no there's absolutely nothing wrong with this at all but there there is you know there is something wrong with it and i think there's there's validity in in wanting that people not to engage with harry potter media anymore um and so i think it's a matter of if you have personal stakes in this and you know somebody close to this and somebody that's been affected or 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 has somebody that's been affected like you know obviously i you know jamie burns is a really good friend and he knows people that have been directly affected by things J.K. Rowling have said or organizations she's contributed to, like people that have, you know, you know, committed suicide or, have, you know, 
been really depressed because of you know this domino effect of this just intolerance from people like jk rowling and so to me yeah. it's just like i just don't i just don't want to engage with any of that like i've just like i'm just want to separate myself and be like no i don't want anything to do with any of that stuff in it it's tough because harry potter was a big part of my childhood i absolutely loved harry potter it was a huge thing that i loved growing up but it's just yeah to me it's just too messy like jk rowling is harry potter and harry potter is jk rowling i can't separate those things in my head i just think if you can separate the art from the artist i feel like that's a like i can't do that i feel like i just can't do that it's too difficult for me um and i think that yeah i don't know i just think it's it's a really weird messy situation i don't think anyone's a bad person for playing hogwarts legacy um but i also don't think that the people getting upset about it are wrong either so i I can see all the sides to be honest yeah it's that is a hard one that is a hard one so certainly beforehand i was like i don't really know how to feel about it like i'm happy to admit that i don't know Mm. um and i'm like well if she's not directly involved then it's just a harry potter game i'm sort of like well like what are what is the fight but you know, having you having explained that, I'm like, I can certainly see what what you're saying, and certainly see how um, it's more of an association thing for people, mm-hmm. um, and and what Harry Potter now represents to someone. Yeah, that's when they pretty see much that. what it is. It's like Harry you know, Potter represents there's, there's, that that platform that J.K. Totally. Rowling has. To- totally, I, I I get that. Like, I, that's why I feel we like it's even hard playing the old Assassin's Creed games that you love sometimes mm. because you still, you now associate that thing you once loved with something that has hurt a lot of people. And and like you said, like we can't fight every fight. And I, this is just a fight. I don't know a lot about. And, and you've now explained it to me, but even then I'm like, I still feel like there's probably, I'm probably still not informed enough to sit here and spew out an opinion just yeah, from yeah. that. Um, I like, Let's be honest. I probably wasn't going to play this game anyway. Yeah. So no. I feel like it certainly wasn't really a fight that I was like necessarily needing to have, um, yeah, yeah. or really something I needed to like tackle morally within myself. Like, am I going to yeah, play yeah. Hogwarts Legacy? I don't give a fuck about Harry Potter you as it yeah. is. You don't even like Harry yeah. Potter that much anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's whatever. Yeah. So it's like if it was a lord. Like if I found out. J.R.R. Tolkien was like a fucking Nazi in the 1940s. <laughs> like that came down, that got revealed. That would fuck up a lot of things in my life. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that'd be rough. Cause I'd like to think, well, you separate the art from the artist. I'm like, I don't know if you can. When what, what Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings and the world of middle earth represents so much of like, it's, it's more than just a story. It's about like the messages it gives you and the hope. But when you find out the messages are from a fucking Nazi, like yeah, you'd be yeah. like, well, they become redundant meaning and messages, don't they? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All of a sudden Sam's speech at the end of the two towers doesn't hit as hard. You know what I mean? There's yeah, good, how can one, you... Mr. Frodo, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, but what's he, what's he really saying? And you need to look at all those like, <laughs> And obviously, J.R. Tolkien, not a Nazi. Thank no, the Lord. No. You know what I mean? Like, thank yeah. God. Um, great man. One of the great, you know, liter- literary minds in history. Um, but mm. I look at that and I can totally then see how it would fucking ruin ruin all that for yeah. you. Um, yeah. So I can appreciate that 100%. Um, and I'm not seeing you calling J.R. Tolkien, um, Tolkien um, J.K. Rowling, yeah, you know, like a Nazi, or I'm not even sure if that's comparable. <laughs> it's a, I feel like you know, yeah. 
But then again, it affects people perhaps all the same. Again, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not um, a trans person um, and I've never had to deal with any of that. Like, I feel like that's a side of, of, um, the world I'm not very informed on. Like, I don't, like, I know people that are trans, but I don't have any close friends that are, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't have anyone like really close to my life that is, it's not something I've really been confronted by in the sense of like, I mean, I'm fine. Like, I don't give a fuck if someone's trans. It doesn't bother be who you want to be. I don't care. But in terms of like seeing the issues and being informed on how people feel, I'm not. And I can't say that I am. You know what I mean? Like I struggle when I see certain debates. Like I really struggle. The biggest debate I struggle with in terms of like uh, transgender people is, is sport. Because that's the world I'm certainly way more involved yeah. in. Yeah, well, that's and the- like there was big stuff over the weekend with with the swimming <clears throat> in the US where a uh, uh, a transgendered woman. That's the right way to say that, isn't it? If a if um, a born born a male and becomes or identifies as a female, you're a transgender woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, fuck. Don't worry, um, you're good, you're I'm good. Just, I'm just, you know, with the greatest respect, James, with the greatest respect, if I say that, it's fine. Um, <laughs> like a transgender woman um, won gold at this, uh, was it, in, I forget what competition it was. Um, I'll have to look it up. But um, that was obviously very controversial because yeah. it is a scientific fact that the male body and the female body are different. You know what I'm like, just yeah. genetically. The, the thing with that is that it obviously should be a thing. Um, I feel like that's sort of like an obvious thing. And it's obviously in a lot of cases, it isn't. Um, there are those instances where it is and it, it shouldn't be because it's complete unfair advantage. What do you mean that it is, it, is, it is what? So, so uh, t- trans women should not be competing against biological women. Because Correct. it's I not agree. Uh, that I agree. It's with. not a fair. It's not fair. You can't. Yes. You shouldn't be doing that. Um, yeah. But it's not the norm. And obviously, when those moments happen, obviously there should be you know a conversation. People should be like, right, okay, well, this shouldn't be happening in the future because you can't. Like as much as we want equality, you can never. You can never like make a man's body not have the capabilities that it has in terms of yes, sport, competing in sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so obviously that is difficult because someone that, you know, is a trans woman, they obviously, to them, they're a woman. Like they, you know, that's how they feel. That's how they identify. That's how they yeah. live their lives. And so that does suck that if they have a passion for sport, they can't compete with women. They would have to compete with men because it would, it, it would like, I mean, that's a whole conflict there. And it's like, how do you, how do you and there's, help those There's people, a conversation but. to be had and I think will be had in the future. I'm not going to be surprised if there is a, like mm-hmm. a non-binary or a, like a whole other division in sport um, created in many sports in the future. And I'm curious to see which is the first sport to attempt that, where it is for people that identify as like, and they choose like, okay, I can't like, I identify as a woman, but I was born a man. I'm not allowed to compete with women and that's fair. So I can either compete with men or there's this other category I compete in, like a non-binary type. Yeah, potentially. But like, I'd be interested to see where this goes because certainly something's going to come up and it's not something that's fucking rampant in sport. Let's not pretend it is or anything, but like, Mm -hmm. uh, it does come up and it has come up. Like it's something I, in, in my particular sport, that's the biggest part of my life, mixed martial arts. It's a very 
Like, I take that really seriously. I don't like when a transgender woman competes against a biological woman because this is their lives on the line, like, potentially. This is their real yeah, for health. Sure, for sure. They're fighting each other in a cage, James. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not fair. Yeah. And that's what I say because there's been – because there's just transgender women that suck at fighting and I've then lost to, to biological women, right? So, like, it's not, like, 100% of the time. But on the whole, it's not fair. It just isn't. And that's no, yeah, my opinion sure. on that. But that's – I have nothing against a trans person. Nothing to do with it. This is a whole other whole other topic. Yeah, it's whole just how it topic. is. And it's it's obviously a conversation that, that will be had. But I think one of those – like, this, that is one of the things that J.K. Rowling uses – as the like front piece to sort of push what she's selling and it's the i don't there's not many people really unless like they're completely uninformed that would disagree with that trans people should not be competing against some like trans women should not be competing against biological women and the same with yeah. with trans men and men um yeah and so there's not i don't think i don't think anyone in their right mind feels the other way about that unless like you're completely irrational um but jk rowling uses that to further her point to be like look how ridiculous this is it's the same stuff which like, is totally different topics altogether exactly like, like she you know she I mean? will yeah. she she uses that to push forward the idea that oh look it's this it's fake like you know they're just trying to hurt women like she genuinely believes that trans women are just out to hurt women and take advantage of women and that's so insane it's dude. It's it's, so it's insane, just dude. it's just wild. It's actually yeah. wild. But you're talking about a literal billionaire, a billionaire. She's a billionaire. What like she she's not very in touch with the regular people. You know what I mean? Like I don't think you can't mm -hmm. look at these people that are the one percenters, the one percent of one percenters in terms of financial status, like el the elite. And you can't look at them and be like, they have a good grasp of the of the real world. Yeah, no, and they do like not. What people are going through. And they don't. And you can't look at J.K. Rowling for that. No, you know? for sure. But of course, there'll be people that are like, that agree with J.K. Rowling and what she's saying. And it'll then use her as like, big example. Like, all of a sudden, these fucking church going Christians, like I went to a Christian high school, like um, a very religious school. <clears throat> and man, you could not talk about fucking Harry Potter there. And I had friends that grew up very Christian and never saw Harry Potter, weren't allowed to watch Harry Potter because it's witchcraft. Wild. Like that's that's a thing. And guess what they're all watching now, James? They love it. <laughs> they love Harry Potter oh, now, bro. God. They've got Tucker Carlson's fucking spitting facts. Ben Shapiro's never loved witchcraft more in his life. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that Ridiculous. beautiful Jewish man. And I can say that because I am a Jew. That's true, um, you are, I yeah. am Jewish. I am that we do not. That we do know. That's we not do know that, life. yeah. I'm genetically, biologically, in my blood, Jewish. You are. So, mm -hmm. you know. Um. <laughs> uh. I mean, I am. I'm laughing about it because it's just something that's new. And yeah, I just exactly. find it funny still that We're I trying say to, it. Still trying to adjust. I, I'm not used to it yet. I'm not used to like people like Tyler, why are you wearing hats all the time? It's like, oh, I'm just trying to get used to it. You know what I mean? On these podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It's actually because my hair's getting longer. And when I forget to like shower and do my hair before we're recording, I'm like, 
I can't be on a podcast with my hair looking like this. I need to put a hat on. That's uh, why I wear hats a lot in podcasts. That's amazing. Um, but you know, eventually, I very well may get you know get a get a get a yeah. yarmulke. You don't know. You don't know. I don't, don't know. know. I'm we'll yet to explore out. my Jewish heritage. Mm. I'd that's like understandable. to. I'd like to. You know. Yeah. Got to learn. You know, learn your history. Yeah. Um, while we were talking about this, I was watching the gameplay for the first time for Hogwarts Legacy. What, mm-hmm. like, did you watch it or were you like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not even I watched it live. Um, what did you did think the about it then? Like just, uh, uh, we got, I think I thought it was important to have <clears throat> this conversation first that we've just had, mm-hmm. but then I did also want to talk about like, okay, ob- let's just objectively, these are game developers obviously work very hard. What do we think of? The gameplay and the game itself. <laughs> I think it looks shit. <laughs> do you really? Okay. Yeah, I think it looks shit. Um, what What do you think looks so shit about it? I mean, a lot of people are going to disagree with me. This is a hot take. But to okay, me, uh, a game called Hogwarts Legacy, where you're playing as a 15-year-old Hogwarts student and that's the, yeah. that's the game, needs to convey, at least in a 20-minute showcase, a focus of the game. And I didn't get any of that. I didn't get any substance. All I got was, here's this feature and here's, you get a room requirement and in the room requirement, you can level up and upgrade gear and plant seeds and do potions. And then also you can fly around way outside of Hogwarts and go down to a village and pick up side quests and go into a hidden secret dungeon in the mountains. I'm like, why, why, why am I doing this? Like what's the story? Like Like there's no story. There's no story. I feel like I've got no context. I feel like there's no, there's just no focus here to like ground me in the game and be like, okay, so this is what my character's doing. Why is my character doing this? Who are they? Like, why are they interested in going? It's set in the 1800s. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's quite far Ah. in the past. Hogwarts is a little bit different. I mean, Hogwarts looks incredible. Like they've recreated Hogwarts. It looks so cool. Um, And that's really great. Um, but beyond that, I just did, there was nothing in the game that made me go, yeah, I want to play this because to me, like a game like that should be a core focus, like 50% of the game, it should almost be like a persona game where 50% of the game is you're at school and you're making relationships with friends. And like, that's that whole RPG aspect of it where literally like 50% of the game is just the Hogwarts simulator experience and the other 50 percent is this mysterious story that keeps cropping up and you have to explore and figure out but it feels like it's like i'm going to be spending my time going off and like picking up side quests from some random village i'm like why am i doing that like what what it seems so odd as like a inclusion in the game um yeah uh, and like i don't know the combat looked really boring because they're like saying oh there's loads of combinations but they literally just kept using the same combo over and over again lift someone up pull them closer keep hitting them with a few attack spells they die move on to the next guy and i'm like this looks just it just looks boring to play um so yeah I, yeah i didn't get anything from this like i'm a huge harry potter fan i thought this will i thought i'd be i thought I'd be loving this regardless but i was just like nah it just looks kind of boring to be honest which yeah Sucks because the devs were really passionate about it in their little behind the scenes bit. They seem like they really are loving what they're doing, and that's cool. Um, but yeah, I just didn't. There's nothing it in do, there that it, I thought I loved. I it does look a bit Unity, doesn't it? Yeah, like it just looks like visually, 
in the detail, the graphics and the world and everything around, I'm like, man, this looks incredible. But then you're sort of watching the gameplay and you're like, it looks a bit off. Like there's just something yeah. that Unity vibe about it that I'm like, it just looks like it's not quite ready to be shown yet. Yeah, something's something's off there. Something's not quite right. You see like the yeah. animations of like casting spells and stuff, and I'm like, that looks a bit janky. That's a bit weird. Yeah, um, and it's almost like the way they've and and it's almost like an un, almost unfixable thing. Like it's not like a ton thing. It's like you've chosen this sort of direction for it, and mm. I don't think you know how to nail it. I think this is the best you can do with it. Yeah. The, yeah. the direction you've chosen. I think you'd need to, like, the way it sort of gets janky and slows down with the roll and stuff, like, you see what they're trying to do, but it mm. just sort of, it it looks unity. It looks yeah. very unity. I get, I totally agree. I got that vibe, even from, like, facial animations and just, like, yeah. people in the background and stuff. Like, I was mm-hmm. looking at just character models in the background of scenes and I'm like, that looks a bit weird. Yeah, I noticed that um, right away. It was like a classroom in the background. Like the faces would, it you I could see the level of distance, like model changing, in as the camera adjusted. I was like, that's really jarring. No, it's like seeing someone's face change from like low res to high res, in like the same scene. I was like, that's very Unity. Um, yeah. Yeah. So to me, it just looks. I mean, and like people will say, well, you know, the game's not out yet. It's still got you know a few more months in development. And yeah, that's true. But you look at it when they showed God of War or Horizon Forbidden West. We didn't. You don't have oh, these yeah. complaints. If if this was just a, this is just how game dev works. I would see this in every single game demo. But you don't. Yes. But you, you only don't. see it in the ones that when they release, they're also yeah. fucked. So has there ever you know, been a game, James, where you've looked at and been like, man, I don't know. It looks like it's. <laughs> off and then it comes out you're like wow no actually it was perfect i don't no, think that's ever happened it's never happened i don't ever. think that's ever happened never. i think 100 of the time if it looks off it's because it is gonna be off yeah like yeah. there's not that much they can change like sure i'm sure they can fix like glitches that we haven't seen right mm-hmm. in between now and then but they're not gonna fix the core animations that, no. that the engine's running with like and there are things that look really good there are mm-hmm. things that look really good more environmental yeah, things Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm more thinking in terms of the characters and even the combat, it just looks very unity. This looks yeah. very unity to me. Um, yeah. but, but like you said, I mean, in terms of what they've built in the world, it looks pretty fucking incredible. Yeah. It does. You know, if I was a big Harry Potter nerd, I'd probably fucking like come in my pants. Like if this was a Lord of the Rings dream game that I've hoped for, you know, and this is what I saw. I'd be very excited. I'd agree. I'd be like, mm-hmm. look, I'm, I, I'm worried too that it'll be a bit uni, but you know what? Even if it is a bit uni, I'll probably still love it because fuck you. It's Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's okay to think that. It's okay to be a Harry Potter <coughs> fan and for it to be sort of shit, but you still love it because it's like, you know what? The core yeah, is still yeah. Harry Potter and it gives me the vibes and I love the vibes. I mean, I'll pray it on vibes here on the Azores podcast. Do, so we can appreciate true. that. We can appreciate that. We definitely can. We understand that. Yeah. It's, um... And I would feel the same way if it was Lord of the Rings. I'd feel the exact same way if you had perfectly reconstructed like movie looking like Hobbiton, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Edoras in Rohan, Isengard, Helm's Deep, Minas Tirith, like those sorts of locations. I'd be like, dude, if you showed me an open world Minas Tirith, I'd come in my pants. Oh, and it looks like so the sick. visuals of this. Like when you think about an open world Lord of the Rings game, is there anything 
that's it's too much obviously you can't like because you'd set off for nothing less than a full-scale middle earth and it's just fucking impossible yeah um, i don't know would, ubisoft would try <laughs> and oh don't even say that they do don't more. even they wouldn't just say do middle that. earth they do everything they just they crypt they'd, they'd tack on more yeah they'd be like here's the the yeah dlc in in numenor or you know and they just fuck it up it's bigger than the witcher 3 yep yep that's that's amazing. Oh, I can't believe yeah. that ca- they actually released that thing, didn't they? I know. They? That, it came um, out. What was it called? Ragnarok. Um, Dawn of Ragnarok. Dawn of Ragnarok. Yeah. 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 Imagine the balls to do that the year God of War Ragnarok's coming out. Oh, my God. That's Imagine funny. the balls to do that. Um, uh, I was watching... Have you watched season... Oh, you would have... Oh, this is something else I want to talk about. Let's like Moving on from Harry Potter. I feel yeah. like we've given enough to Harry Potter. The Last Kingdom, oh, I season seen it five. Yet. I haven't seen you it. You haven't seen it. One no. of your best friends is in the show. I know, and I've like seen clips of a minute because I like wanted to see a minute, but I, <laughs> I'm scared of the Viking show. Um, but you thought, like you've seen season one to four of The Last Kingdom. I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you don't like remember the Last Kingdom. Yeah, I like really? The Last Kingdom. I liked Richard it when I watched Edinburgh, it. King King Alfred. That's you know. Yeah, I remember That's bits. Off. I remember bits. It's a, it's one of my favorite shows. It's a good show from Netflix memory. Yeah, done. I really, really love the and and to be fair as well, like Last <laughs> Kingdom is like the whole show's like the last seasons of Game of Thrones, where it feels really rushed, but it's always been that way. So it's sort of okay. It's like, that's the way the show is. Uh, like, you know, it's it just not the last season. It's better than season eight of Game of Thrones. Oh, it's way better. It's like, not even the story's close. better, but I just mean in terms of the pacing where events just happen, happen, happen. Oh happen, yeah. The happen. world building is not skipped, like, years skipped. Yeah, like yeah. it's not the best world building. They don't like, it's what it is. But it's a beautiful show, and the actors love it, and you can tell they love it because their performances show that. Yeah, like you just love the characters and the relationship that these characters have to each other. And I'm such a big fan of Last Kingdom. I thought the the season five was fucking awesome. I really, really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke was great in it. He was great in it. Yeah. I was so I was buzzing buzzing to see him when he appeared. Um, he was in a couple of episodes. I think two or three mm-hmm. he appeared in. Um, in the latter half of, of the season. Um, and he had a good little little story that was a part of a major arc in the season. So it's um, yeah. it was just really cool to see what, one of ours um, on, yeah. on a great show. And I, and I understand where you're coming from in terms of you've got um, Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, PTSD. But really this has nothing do. to do with that. And on its own, it's just its own great show. <clears throat> because this <clears throat> is the show that got me excited. It got me really excited for... Um, like Valhalla before it came out, where in terms of the history of it and like some of the historical figures that are in it, but fuck Valhalla off. This show stands on its own and it's a great show. Mm-hmm. And the way it represents characters like a King Alfred um, and his family and other major figures mm-hmm. is so, so well done. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, finishing the show and this being the last season, I was sad. I was like, fuck, that is a, you know... It's sad to, to to see the show sort of wrap up, but then I was sort of looking up because I sort of was like, "Look, it, it was a good ending. Like it was a really good ending. Like it was a it was very cl- like great climax to the story and a lot of the characters and some big moments." But in terms of what the show represented and what the show's trying to do for five seasons, I was like, oh, "I feel like we need another season. Like there's a few, there's a, a, some story still to be told here. Not a lot, but there's there's a few things that need to happen that haven't happened yet." 
with more the historical side of things. Like Uhtred, I feel like you, he's really, you know, he's done what he needed to do, but there's still more to be told. So I just sort of had that weird feeling. I'm like, look, if that's the end, that's all good. It's the final season. But then I looked it up. It's it, They're doing a movie. Oh, really? They're doing it. They're filming it right now. They're doing a movie to wrap it up. It's called oh. Sev- The Seven Kings Must Die, I think. Interesting. Um, and it makes sense because, like, it sets up something else to happen. It's it's almost like you think it's like, I felt like I was watching the second last episode of the season, if that mm. makes sense. Um, where it could be the end, but there's more to be told, there's more to be done, and I can't wait to see what comes next because nice. there's a major, some major events that need to happen and I need to see happen mm-hmm. um, for me to feel like this show got to do everything I wanted to do. And I'm so glad and happy for the cast that they get to come back one last time because they did a video during COVID when they got renewed for season five and the actor that plays Uhtred, he's the only one that knew and he told all the cast as a compilation of their reactions and they were like, some of them were in tears. Like they were just so happy to be back again. Um, especially with COVID, they thought that'd be it. This show's going to get cancelled. They'll never come back. Mm. But no, they get to do the final season. Not only that, they get to come back again and do one last sort of encore with this uh, Netflix movie. I think like some sort yeah, of cool. hour and a half, two hour, you know, sort of special they're calling it. But it's called, I think, Seven Kings Must Die. Nice. Um, that's cool. But I do need high, to watch the show. Yeah, Seven Kings Must Die. Um, and yeah, they're currently... I think they started filming a month ago. Nice. So that is that is happening. Um, and it'll, I'm assuming, be dealing with some major kings and potential kings. Like heirs to the throne after Edward, Edward himself, the Welsh... Um, I'm sure maybe the Welsh king will get involved. I don't know. The Scottish king was a major figure in this final season. I'm sure he'll be um, involved, definitely be involved as well. So like there's a, there's, I assume it's about, well, the show's supposed to be about the formation of England. Like, especially early in the, in the show, it's, it's King Alfred and his dream of England. That's sort of been the driver of the show, uniting Mm. Saxons and Danes and, and the formation of England. And it historically, I mean, it's 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 sort of spoilers, but it's not because it's obviously coming in the movie. That's spoilers where they go. Life. That's it doesn't happen <laughs> in the final season, and that's sort yeah. of what I thought it would end, but it didn't. It got close to there, but it didn't end there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, I would have sort of liked to have seen that happen. I thought that's where they were going, but no. But this movie, especially with it called being called Seven Kings Must Die, I feel like it's sort of gonna cull through those and and reveal who. Um, for those who don't know the history, I don't want to even say it, but the, who the first King of England was of a United mm-hmm. England. Um, I think, I mean, it's pretty obvious from the show who they try to like tell you it is, but yeah. you know, you may, you may not know the real history, so I don't want to spoil it. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that. And it's a great show and our boy Luke Nunn is in it. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's don't let Valhalla ruin the last kingdom. Last kingdom is a thousand times better than it. Yeah. Yeah. It's also the last kingdom isn't, it's very much focused on like the politics and it's all sort of set in, you know, it's, it's, it's very much sort of, I mean, actually it's set at the same time, but it's like after that, I don't know. I never felt when I was watching the last kingdom that, Oh, they, they're constantly talking about fucking Odin and the gods and Valhalla and all of this bollocks that like pisses me off about Valhalla. Um, Whereas, like, in the show Vikings, it was very much centered around all of that stuff. And that was cool before when I was watching it before Valhalla came out, but afterwards. 
yeah no i couldn't even finish that show i couldn't do it but hopefully yeah. i get into the last kingdom and it's good fun and uh yeah, yeah. no no the I'll last kingdom soon. isn't isn't like obviously it mentions the the you know christians and, and dane danish beliefs and all that sort of stuff but it's very just character focused it's very political focused that's what the show's about it's about the mm. politics of of kings it's it's you know it's a game of thrones but like the real like the real game of thrones what really happened um mm-hmm. You know, with the different betrayals, the different kings, the different heirs, potential heirs between bastards and, and the, the fighting and the wars that were fought with manipulation because of lines of succession and things like that. So yeah, um, it's very much focused around that. Uh, and it's got a great cast of characters and Uhtred's such a great character and his sort of like... How can you not like when you see... When you turn on the show again and it had been so long since I'd watched Last Kingdom and I uh, turned on season five and... Utrecht shows up, you're like, fuck yeah. And Finnan's there and his mates and yeah. you're like... They're um, great. Yeah, they're a great Osfeth and, and everyone, you're like, fuck yeah, the boys are back. It's the fucking boys. Because they, they sort of became a bit of a thing, I think, end of second season, start of the third season, where Utrecht sort of had his crew. And you're just sort of like, fuck yeah, I love this crew. And, and I just sort of was like, I'm so glad that they've maintained that all the way through to the end of the show. Um, my internet's died, so that's very cool. Also, but I thought I'd finish that thought for the people. And then Josh can cut now to um when we get back, so this mask is fucking suffocating me. This is my <laughs> <can't> fucking breathe. <laughs> Just someone posted that clip. Shout out to Nick Sand for posting my favorite clip of George. Fucking suffocating This mask is fucking suffocating me. <laughs> My favourite George of all time. So good. Yo. Yep. Yep. Nice. <laughs> it's myself. amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. Almost a full hour though. Look at that. It didn't have Wow. Work, so. yeah. Incredible. I told you that's the good thing about starting right after the attack cut out. True. We don't have to deal with this. I almost forgot that it happens. Um, anyway, season five, Last Kingdom. Check it out. Check it out. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Um, there's something else that. Oh, Miss Marvel had a trailer this week. Oh That's yeah, it did. It well. did. It, what, what are your What are your thoughts on that? What are, well, what are your feelings of, of Miss Marvel? The trailer itself, but also <laughs> like the character itself and the show's potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, trailer was fine i i thought it was like a fun trailer nothing well overall it was like yeah they've gone in the right direction with this like obviously she's a kid i like that they're making it very it feels like she's a kid so i it feels like, like it, it feels like a teen movie well. it sort of feels like a yeah, disney teen movie. i, I, I like, like that, that vibe i like that vibe but i i quite i liked that in the trailer that there was some moments where you've got some of those um, sort of personal moments to the character and what it's like to be her and, you know, all of that stuff. And I, I think that that's a very interesting place to explore and like to explore her as a person and um, her heritage and, and, and all of that stuff. And I think that's like an interesting place to go uh, rather than just telling like a generic superhero story, like being able to explore who she is um how she feels and all of this stuff i think will will actually characterize her really well to like you know make me really give a shit about her um so i'm hoping that that's like kind of like a central focus um other than that 
it looks quite fun. They changed her powers, which Twitter is not happy about. Um, so what, what's, what are her powers in this show? I couldn't even really tell, to be honest. It was the worst part about the trial. I was like, wait, what are her powers? She like, I thought projects she stretched. things, I think. So it's kind of like the stretchiness, but it's not... She doesn't actually stretch her body. She, like, she has, like, these sort of like, it's a things bit, on. They, like, project out. Legit magic in this world. There's legit space wizards. Um, for some reason, stretching is weird to me. Well... Get ready, because Mr. Fantastic is on his way, and he's going to be stretching. And I think that's probably why they changed their powers. Oh, you reckon? That does make sense, actually, to be fair. They don't want Ms. Marvel and Mr. Fantastic to have the same powers. Yeah, it's true. The exact same powers. And Um, I'll tell you what else as well. Here's Here's another thought. Powers very similar to that sort of like... It almost sort of magic vibe in in the sense of like uh, Captain Marvel... And uh, 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 Monica Danver that we saw in um, uh, WandaVision. Her name's Monica uh, uh, Rambo. Monica Rambo. What did I say? Did you call her? Danver. Oh, because that's because that's because Carol. That's Carol's name. Carol. Oh, yeah. thank God. I was like, there where did go. I get that Your from? Your head was in the right place there. Yeah, my head was in the right place. Good, I'm not as embarrassed now. Yeah. Uh, Mo- yeah. Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Who I, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I should remember because I fucking love Monica Rambo. Yeah, she was great. like my, one of my favorite parts about WandaVision. And it's the only reason I'm very excited about the Marvel's movie. Mm. Like a Captain Marvel. See, I didn't give a fuck about Captain Marvel. And I'm not the biggest fan of Captain Marvel. But the sequel I'm very excited about because I love... Um, Monica Rambo, mm. and I'm yeah, hopefully yeah. I'll also love um, Kamala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't know. She's also in. She gets introduced in Doctor. Isn't she in Doctor Strange? Mm, not sure. Dude, she's in Doctor Strange, bro. I'm sure of it. Which is actually the weird part about this being a Roger story coming out afterwards. Will Miss Marvel be in Doctor Strange 2? Isn't that who's in? I swear she's in the trailers. I don't know. I don't remember. Hang on. Let me find a point. I'll send you the link, but let me find. It says she's not expected to make an appearance. Why did I thought I saw it? Why did I think when I saw the trailers? Like, is that Miss um, Marvel? Why did I think that? Let me have a look. Uh, also a movie we're passing about Doctor Strange looks fucking so good Yeah, it does I can't fucking wait for this um, Maybe not Did Oh, I there, is, there is a girl in it And I'm looking at this article That's just oh. about people mistaking her for Miss Marvel Yeah, I think There's a I whole know. article about it Yeah, dude that's, I think I <laughs> thought I was like, is that Miss Marvel? I wasn't sure But I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Miss Marvel yeah. But we hadn't seen it. But now, as soon as I've seen it, now, I'm like, oh, that's not that's not the same person. Um, yeah, it looks like a bunch of people have thought the same done thing. Done the same. I wonder yeah. who she is then. Because she's in a lot of the trailer. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> who is she? That's random. And looks nothing like the Kamal that's being portrayed no, by the actress Marvel. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. We also see Captain Marvel in that trailer as well, in that second one. Yeah, we do. But that also, but we assume it's probably not even like the real Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's probably like some multiverse thing. Yeah. Oh, so, also, so 
this this girl that's in Doctor Strange is um, America Ch- Ch- Chavez. I don't know how you say that. She's known as Ms. America. So, um, excuse me. That's who she is. Apparently, Ms. that's America. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's who she is. Righto. Who is Miss America? I've never heard. Apparently, that's what they're doing here. I don't know. Miss America Marvel. Where's sort of like a Captain America style denim jacket? Well, because I did see that sort of denim jacket with the star on it in the. She got superpowers or something? Is she, like. So. She like flies. I don't know. Is a superhero. <clears throat> first appearance September two thousand eleven was the first appearance in the comics. Mm, she's quite a new character. Of America Chavez. It makes sense though, because she's not white and she's also a woman, so she must be recent in the comics. But, yeah, that's. A, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a legit point you're making. It's a legit point you're making. I just want to know what her powers are. She possesses superhuman strength and durability and the power of flight. Flight? So she flies about and she's really strong. And she appears with characters like Captain Marvel. Do you reckon she'll be in the Marvels? Hmm. I think she will be. Maybe. I'm looking at some comic strips in... and they've got her flying with um, um, with Captain Marvel. Oh, it says she also has the power to kick open star-shaped holes in reality, allowing her and her teammates to travel through the multiverse and into other realities. Wow. Well, that makes sense that she's in um, the Multiverse of Madness then. Yeah, that does make sense. Potentially where she develops said power. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. She can also move very quick. She can move... She can exceed the speed of light. Um, and she has the ability... She, she has developed the ability to make an enemy burst into tiny fragments... Tiny star fragments with a punch. Mm. Okay. Well, okay. she's very, very strong. She does a lot of crazy... Very powerful. ...wibbly things. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I sort of hope that she is in... um. The Marvels, then. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm trying to have a look of because <coughs> Kamala's wearing an Avengers shirt in the trailer. It's got Captain Marvel on it. I think the Wasp, but I don't know who's that other character in there. Anyway, I'm just trying to work out all the characters that are on. Anyway, I thought the trailer was pretty solid. Like I was like, it looks a bit of fun, a bit of a teen movie. Looks very much more lighthearted of a Marvel show. Which is always a place for, and I like that, you know, that sort of thing. And um, I'm hopeful for this character as well. Like, I think it's a cool concept. Um, and knowing that she's going to be in the Marvels movie, mm-hmm. I'm definitely interested to see um, where that goes. It's actually a show. It, this has been one of the shows I've been excited to see. <clears throat> I've mm-hmm. re- actually really been looking forward to Miss Marvel um, as as its own show, um, and and see where they go with this character. Um, I tell you what I'm not excited about and mm-hmm. I don't care for and I like I'll watch it but I feel like I won't watch week to week. I'll probably watch it all at once once it's come out and that's Moon Knight. Yeah. I also don't I, care too much. I it looks sort of whatever. 
Yeah. Like, what's it got to do with anything? Yeah. It's it just feels like those... a point. Like, it's one of those shows that I feel like we're doing too many things. It feels pointless. Like, Miss Marvel, I feel like, has a real purpose to it. They're building this character that gets her own show so that they can bring her into future movies like the Marvels and connect with a bunch of other characters. Makes sense. I see where they're going with it. We know we knew where they were going with Falcon Winter Soldier. We knew where they were going with WandaVision. Like they were sort of like, this is going to go into Doctor Strange. Like there was purpose to these shows. I don't mm-hmm. like these shows that have no purpose. Hawkeye has a real purpose. Loki in itself has a purpose in the sense of they're doing multiple seasons of it. It's just going to be its own show ongoing. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. What's Moon Knight? Like what's yeah, that got to I do with? I what's it connected really don't to? Know. And it's Although, a weird power. It's a bit To creepy. be fair, Moon Knight does, I mean, interact with Spider-Man sometimes. So maybe that's like, maybe he could show up in a Spider-Man film in the future. Um, but I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, Moon Knight's cool. Like, I do like Moon Knight as a character. I liked him in um, Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Um, but the show just looks kind of whatever, but maybe that's because I'm not following it too closely. I don't know. Maybe when it comes out and I watch it, I'm like, oh, that's actually really good. Because it could be like a really good just standalone story set in the MCU where they now have this character set up that they can do something more with. Um, But yeah, I'm not like excited for it or anything. I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Maybe it'll be good. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, true. I mean, I'm not pumped about it. I I I could care could sort of care less, but I, I'm sure I'll eventually mm-hmm. watch it um, because it is Marvel. Um, but there's a lot more Marvel stuff and other things I think coming out soon that I'm far more excited about, mm-hmm. uh, like a Miss Marvel, for example, or a Doctor Strange which is soon. And Thor: Love and Thunder is only a few yeah. months away. Let's not forget. Let's True. not forget about that. Still no trailer yet for that. Very excited though. Um, yeah, I assume no they're trailer. probably waiting to start that marketing campaign though after Doctor Strange. So I think, probably yeah yeah. Um, which will be huge. We got some news that the director of Free Guy and the Adams Project um, with Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. is also directing Deadpool 3, yeah. which will be the first MCU Deadpool film. Yeah. Um, what are Crazy. your thoughts there? Are you, uh, we still don't know. It's still not known if it's going to be R-rated though. Is that right? It will for sure, I think. It, I mean, it has to be. It has to yeah, be. Yeah, it, it will. It will A be. Disney if it's not, you've, you've fucked it all up if you yeah. haven't, but... I think, yeah, I think it'll be R-rated. I think, yeah, just give creative control the same way, you know, everyone had on Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2 and you've got, you know, a good film that'll be solid and fun. I feel like this, like, between Deadpool 1, there's so much hype with Deadpool 1 and it was so well received and so well loved and Deadpool 2 came out pretty soon after, like two years later and, you know, people, re- I really loved Deadpool 2. I thought it was really great. Was good, people liked yeah. it, but it was like we'd gotten a lot of Deadpool over a short period of time. And now I feel like it's been a few years uh, that I feel like the people are, this is going to be a big buzz for this third one. I feel like people Mm. are really going to be, by the time it comes out, people are going to have really missed Deadpool, the character. Like, cause it's cool. We get to see him in videos and like they did that Deadpool and Korg react thing when part of free guys marketing campaign, Mm. Um, you know, they did some really cool stuff there. So we get to see Deadpool. We love that. But I feel like there's going to be a big buzz around Deadpool being in the MCU, the potential there, what else is going to happen. Like, I, I think this is actually going to be a really big film. For, yeah. For yeah. Marvel. I think so too. Cause it's, it's, it's Deadpool's first movie as like, you know, being, I guess, part of the MCU um, or whatever they're doing there. Um, and on top of that, yeah, it has been so long that I feel like this, this has got to be a heavy hitter 
in terms of Deadpool, and they've got to like you know do something, not not necessarily big, but they've got to like you know make this a really really solid film to sort of be because I I feel like Deadpool two was like yeah it was a sequel and it was really fun, but I feel like Deadpool three's got to be it's got to be bigger it's got to be more than that it's got to be you know it's got to be really memorable because um, I just think it makes it makes a lot of sense it has been a while um, and I'm ready for some more Deadpool I think it'll be a lot of fun yeah. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. There's just holy fuck. There's just so much Marvel, mm-hmm. so much Marvel going on. We That's had that long break, and and now it's like holy shit. We can't. We, there's not a day that goes by where there's not like Marvel news, Marvel something, Marvel this, Marvel that. Um, it's crazy. It's actually it, it, insane. Like what the MCU <laughs> is now compared to yeah. what it like how it began and like what we were used to. It's just it's actually insane. Yeah. Um, and we just had the home release, digital release of Spider-Man No Way Home. And like, what a unbelievable success that film was. Mm, like insane. to see the love, like it's totally changed my perspective on Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Like I, I, I can just love and appreciate them all now. I just mm. have no, I've given up all my, uh, of, of Toby. Like I did say like a few podcasts you ago, I don't know if it was as always podcast or not, but like, mm-hmm. I'd watch a bit of Spider-Man 2 and I was still sort of like, yeah, I really want to like him, but yeah. I still struggle some, with some <laughs> scenes. I'm like, oh, it's just a little tough. He's just a little creepy. Like, <laughs> I think there was one particular scene with like him and MJ um, after his birthday in Spider-Man 2, um, like yeah. right at the start of the movie. And she's like trying to get like get him to ask her out. And it's just so like, I'm like, dude. I'm waiting for you to just like have a rageful stabbing and shoot someone. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I, Toby, I want to love you. Let me love you. Why do you, oh why are you so creepy? <laughs> but then I watch No Way Home scenes. I'm like, he's perfect. I love him. I love Andrew. I love Tom. I love Spider Man. I'm such a bit, yeah. I'm such a Spider Man guy now after No Way Home. I just love it. Yeah. I'm just so pumped up about. Mar- that really got me pumped up about Marvel again because there were times mm. where I'm like, look, there's going to be some great stuff from the MCU, no doubt about it. But Endgame was the last big thing. And the fact that they had an Endgame level, and it is, Endgame level movie two and a half years later, which by no way home, it just makes you feel like, man, the MCU, there's just more that they can do and it's not going to be necessarily things we expect. You know, you assume it's like, well, they can't do Endgame again because that was build up of like bigger, bigger, bigger. It's about the spectacle. Now it's about doing special character things you never thought you could do. Um, and that's what No Way Home did. And I don't want to see that done again. It's like, I hope the next big thing is just something different entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that they're good at doing that. And Doctor Strange 2 is going to be this sort of, I guess they're doing something else there in terms of, you know, what they're doing with the multiverse and exploring that whole aspect. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they handle it because there's so many rumors of cameos and stuff for that film Mm, i'm interested to see how it's handled and like how that goes and if it serves the film and if the film feels like i don't know it it doesn't just feel like an unnecessary spectacle just for the sake of being a spectacle um do you think we see i i mean i don't think we see like there's not going to be a chris evans or robert danny jr appearing in like doctor strange 2 for example but Mm -hmm. do you think that I'd say it's almost a certainty that Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. will both appear again as Captain America and Iron Man at some point in the MCU. I think it's a certainty. I think, I think it. I think it'll happen for sure. I just think Marvel. How have long do you foresight, think they'll give it though? though? 
I think. How long do you think they'll give it before uh, they do that? I My think money's Marvel on like know. three or four years. Three or four uh, years. I think longer. I think Marvel know they don't need to do that, like yeah. right away. I think, I think, and especially like even if like you know the people at the top are saying no, we need to get him back. Let's do it now. I feel like Kevin Feige will fight to not have that happen too soon. I think. I think they're going to leave it a decent amount of time so that when they do come back, it feels like the time has passed because it still feels like... I mean, Endgame was a little while ago now, but it still feels like Endgame was very recent to me. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, I agree. It does to a lot of people. And I think I think Marvel know what they're doing with this. I don't think they're going to bring them back too soon. I think they're spending quite a lot of time setting up these new characters um, and doing all of that stuff that I think they're pretty confident in what they're doing. Um and I, th- I, I think and hope they'll leave it a, a decent amount of time. Well, I like think Chris really Evans will be in Captain like America 4, personally. I don't know. Not don't as, know. not as, not, here's the thing. Not as Captain America, but as mm-hmm. old Steve, I think it's a good to fair shot. Maybe. I just think there's a good to fair shot. Now, do I think Chris Evans will appear as Captain America again one day? Yes, and I think it'll be a long time. There'll be like a big moment years from now that it'll come back for. There'll mm-hmm. be a moment. They'll want to do a No Way Home one day with... Dude, for the MCU. Dude, no, 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 no. If you're telling me we don't see full developed end of Captain Sam's Captain America with Bucky and then Steve's Captain America in some sort of No Way Home level Captain America moment... You're yeah. fucking kidding yourself. That will happen. Guarantee that will happen. It probably will. It probably. And looks you know like what? It. I don't care if it's terrible. I will <laughs> love it. I will oh, I talk about it every day for the rest of my life. I'll talk about it. Are oh, you kidding God. me, bro? My three boys back together. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. They'll do it. They'll definitely do something like that. I'm sure they will down the line in the future. We'll Have see to. it happen. I mean, Anthony Mackie said he wants to play Captain America for the next ten years. Yeah, you know, like to him, That's it's good. like a new beginning for him and Marvel, and we love that, and and, and very much hope for a new Captain America trilogy, four, mm-hmm. five, and six with Sam, um, yeah, at the helm and the leader of the Avengers, of, of the new Avengers. Where however they go, there'll be a new a new Avengers. It'll be very different, I think. Um, yeah. I'm just more interested to see, like, because I feel like they're setting a bunch of stuff up now. They're doing a lot of big movies and doing a lot of these shows. But usually we sort of know where it's going and we're still not sure like what, where are we going? They haven't even announced like they, we knew about the two part Infinity War movie Mm. movies years before. Yeah. A long time ago. I think that Um, with this as well, like it's interesting because I feel like what they're doing now is like, it's very different from when they did um, Iron Man and then Thor and Captain America and then the Avengers, because with that, it was like, they were clearly building a story and they were building that story towards a team-up story. Whereas I feel like now what they're doing with the Marvel Universe is they're actually just like, instead of trying to take all the things and bring them together, it sort of feels like they're just branching out and they're showing like all of the corners of the Marvel Universe and they're really world-building more than they're story-building. And I kind of like that. I kind of really enjoy that they're spending a lot of time really building the universe out more than they're worrying about where does it go and I think give it a year or two and once they've managed to they've established all of these different things they're doing we might start to see storylines converge in different places and then eventually at some point we'll be able to see a big 
culmination of everything. But I quite like what they're doing now, and I think it's it's very different from what we saw in like phase one of the MCU right at the beginning. Um, yeah, because it feels I'm, like I'm they're just doing that. lots of small scale Avengers level movies, like mm-hmm. like a Doctor yeah. Strange. Like it's like having a they're doing it. There's gonna be a lot in that movie. A lot of yeah, it, like yeah. obviously having Scarlet Witch, rumors of a Scarlet Witch <coughs> film, solo film, love that. Mm-hmm. Would love that. That'd be cool. Such an interesting, well-developed character now. Yeah, for sure. And Elizabeth Olsen is incredible and deserves uh, 100% to have her own film um, with, with Scarlet Witch. There's a, there's a lot lot there. Mm-hmm. And a lot set up with that character in the future with, with Vision and everything like that to still go forward. Um I, yeah, and then again, Miss the Marvels film. That's its own thing. Where there's going to be a bunch of these characters and heroes that we know. It's not. It's not. It's no longer. There's no longer almost these movies where yeah, sure. There's the main character, the main hero, but then mm-hmm. I I think we're sort of less and less. The the world's too big and the universe is too got too much going on in it to ever really have those solo scale films again that feel like it's just that person's movie and that's it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness is Doctor Strange's movie, but there's going to be a lot of focus on Scarlet Witch. There's going to be a lot of focus on some other characters we may not know yet, like the, some cameo appearances and some big focus on them. We've now got Miss America. Then I've, I've just w- gone through that trailer again. She's in a lot of that trailer, dude. Yeah, You see her even fighting. Like there's there's multiple of these characters, the Marvels, um, Monica Rambo, Carol, um, and you've got Miss Marvel now, and and potentially even another appearance of of, of Miss America. Like yeah. you're gonna have like all, all that focus there. Thor: Love and Thunder. I I would be surprised if it doesn't. I mean, Thor's got such a big world. We know the Guardians of the Galaxy are in it. Yeah. Like. Like there's a lot in there. It's not just you don't just get these solo films anymore, unless they're they're almost the first one, like an Eternals or a Shang Chi. Yeah. Um, once you get the sequels, like Captain America Four is not going to be as much as I would love it to be like a Winter Soldier, which in fairness had Black Widow, but Black Widow wasn't quite as developed as it was. I mean, the Winter Soldier is arguably the best Black Widow movie. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> of all yeah, time, it's, it it's her best. It it's her best appearance in the whole series, in my opinion, including all the Avengers movies. Is um, her in in that movie? But mm-hmm. that was sort of her first, really exploring her because you saw her in. She got finally got some shine in that first Avengers movie. She appeared in Iron Man two, but it was really in the Winter Soldier that you started to explore her as a character. Um, but again, that was Captain America's movie. You introduced a bunch of people like Sam and Bucky was also in it. But again, it was Captain America's movie. Mm-hmm. Captain America 4 is going to be a Sam focused film, obviously, but you've got a, you've got all these developed characters that have got a lot of history that you need to explore and pay off. For example, Bucky's going to be in it and mm-hmm. Bucky will be a major and should be a major figure in that film and play a major role in the plot. Um, you've got, I think, a lot of what Hawkeye set up is going to be paid off in Captain America 4. I'm not sure if you saw... Can I throw a theory at you? I'm not sure if you saw it. I okay. posted clips of it. But this is what we theorized uh, on Streamcast, doing the Hawkeye Streamcast episode. Mm-hmm. And it actually got me buzzing, bro. Okay. So at the end of Hawkeye, we see that Clint's wife has that watch that's hers and it's got S.H.I.E.L.D.'s logo on it. Yeah. What did you think that meant? Um... 
uh, it, it was her, like, thing because it was her little, like, code name or whatever. Yeah. But what does that it, tell right? you about her? What does that tell what do, what do you then think about Clint's wife? That she, I don't know, that she was, was a, a shield was a, agent? Was a, she, was, she was a shield agent. Yeah. She was a, she was a shield agent. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to throw a theory out to you. And this is what I, I said this to, to Eddie and Sheps and they were like, and, and they loved it. She's someone that is obviously like always very calm with Clint. Like he'll be telling her, oh, I've got business to do, blah, blah, blah. She's always just trusted and knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. She's not a wife that's far away that's like sitting there worried, which is always like, wow, what an amazing wife, and obviously as a character. But then you find out she most likely was a shield agent. Mm. Okay. Um, no wonder she's so calm with it. She she's seen him in action. She knows what what the life is like and and what it means and and has that appreciation for. No, I get why you've got to do it because I used to have to do that, but now I'm a mother and and I've got to protect my kids. That's the, my priority. Um. So we were sort of talking about it's like there's always everyone that's like a shield agent. There's always a connection. Like who who are they related to? Who is that? They're a major character. And I'm like. I think she's Stephen Peggy's daughter. Interesting. That's I'm just throwing that out there. I think she's Stephen Peggy's daughter. Is she a bit young? No, no. She's. I mean, Clint and her—they're probably at like late forties. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And then minus five years because she was blipped. So she's late forties, but she's probably like. You're going back probably like 52, 53 years. Like. Yeah, maybe. So she was born maybe in, in the 70s? Early 70s? But, but Peggy and, and End of Steve, World War II, they yeah. were like, well, thir- like World War II. They were like, well, you know, well, late well, look 20s. At, look, at, look at Sharon. Look at Sharon. So that's, that's Peggy's niece. Yeah. Right? Younger than Clint. You know, she might have had kids late, bro. Yeah, but you can still work that out because her niece isn't like a daughter. I don't know. I don't know. It's not not a terrible idea. Sharon's like in her 30s. But what I'm also saying is here's the thing. The way you reveal it is who's the power broker. It's spoilers for Falcon Witch Soldier. It's Sharon. And then it takes her cousin. And they know. Like, you know what I mean? They're the only two that would know. And they finally come face to face. Oh. Because I think like in, in Captain America 4, you're going to have Hawkeye be in it. Um, and you'll have obviously like all those characters that we saw um, in Hawkeye, like a Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. like a Elena. Like I think they'll be in Captain America 4. Mm-hmm. Especially with like, because they obviously have got, you've got the Lady Hydra, um, Valerie, that's been set up in Falcon Witch Soldier and she was in Black Widow. And we know she's connected to... Yelena, who's connected to Hawkeye. So I feel like that's where it's going to pay off. And we know that um, John Walker is also connected to uh, the like Dark Avengers and, and the Lady Hydra. And it's Hydra. So therefore going to be in Captain America 4. Like that's where that story sort of lies mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. So I feel like that's all going to be connected. That's where that lives. Not in an Avengers movie. I think Cap 4 will be exploring a lot of that stuff. I think it's going to be a huge fucking movie with a lot of characters involved. And I think a big reveal may be that Clint is married 
to Steve's daughter. The only thing with that is, I don't, okay. I don't know if that lines up with the time travel rules of the Marvel Universe, though. How so? How so? Because yeah. Steve went back. Yeah. And that created a separate timeline because he changed no, it time. No, it didn't. No, but it did though because he wasn't there. No, but there. That's, they've it, but they've said they're that wrong because it, it no, does no, no, that no, just no. doesn't apply to the time travel rules. They no, but, no, because the, the universe. No, 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 because the universe that we are in, and this is this isn't a th- this is what they've said. They've said this that the universe that Steve that we've existed in is the one that Steve went back to. That's not possible. Yes, it is. Because unless, you've got to unless, we're, that, unless because we're in viewing the, in a that, different universe no, now. No, 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 no. Because you so what I'm saying is so in the universe, right, where Steve goes back in time. Mm. In that universe, like let's just put ourselves there. You agree that there is also a Steve in ice in that universe. Yeah. So there's two Steves that exist at the same time. You agree with that? Yeah. So why can't that be the same universe? Because it's not how it works. I don't understand what you're saying. Because, because if he goes no, 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 back no, no, in no, no, time, because yes. there wasn't two, because there was, because we know there was. No, two we Steve's. don't know that. What are you talking about, bro? We don't know that. Not if it was a secret. But you have to. But but it doesn't. That doesn't make sense because literally they explain if you go back in time and you change literally anything, it creates a branching timeline. Yeah, but but there was established there's no multiverse because and they've said established in Loki that the why didn't the Avengers going back in time change that? It's because that was supposed to happen the same because of the same time and that's what's happened to Steve as well. Him going back in time was supposed to happen. It's a part of the same universe, bro. That doesn't it's, make sense in my head. It should. It should because they changed a lot back in time, bro. Loki got away. That created one different timeline. But then yeah. that we saw in Loki them try to fight that. And he's like, well, why didn't you stop any of them? And it's because, no, that was supposed to happen. That includes Steve going back in time. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, so the... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. He's getting it. It's clicking for him now. So in Loki... Yeah. Loki got... So that's the branching timeline where Loki got away... And but but they arrested him to stop there from being a branching timeline. Yes. Right? And he oh, asked, well, why, yeah. weren't the, why weren't the Avengers then arrested for time traveling? And he said, oh, they said because that was supposed to happen. And Steve going back in time was also supposed to happen. So that's Oh my God, yeah, because wait, 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 this doesn't make sense. Yeah, 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 there we go. It's clicking for him now. It's so fucking they, clicking. So when they travel back in time, they thought yes. they were creating branching timelines, but they weren't? No, they didn't think they were creating branching timelines. They were trying to not create branching timelines. That was the whole point of it. Oh, because they took, they brought the Infinity Stones Steve back. Brought Steve the Infinity brought the Infinity Stones, Stones, Stones back. To avoid creating alternate timelines. And when they... Oh, and, and that's when, why he appears oh. as an old man in the same universe. I don't understand oh, how you're not wait, getting this. It does make sense. Yeah, we got there. Because he, he Loki wasn't supposed Steve to get away. Exactly. And that's why the TVA came along. Exactly, James. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. It actually does make sense. So Loki I actually know. made it make sense by yes. like explaining correct. that whole, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Yes, correct. Fuck, that's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and you can't have an old Steve show up in a different universe 
to give Sam the shield if it wasn't I the just same thought universe. he hopped back over to the correct universe no, after what? like Peggy no, died or no, something. No, 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 he can't he can't universe hop. He can time travel within the same universe. If he no, got they more can, pin particles they can universe hop because that's what happens no. with the the qu- quantum thing. No, that's not, they're not jumping universes, bro. They're time traveling. It's the same universe. But I thought but I thought they explained No, bro. In no, no, the, dude. No, Endgame is about time travel. There's no multiverse in Endgame. That is not a multiverse. But I thought they explained that they, they're they like, because they go back and then by going back, no, they're changing no. stuff. They have to. No. no, they explained that. That they established that they can't create diverging timelines. That's what the chick, the previous Doctor Strange like lady was explaining. She's like, if you take this stone, you'll create another timeline. I can't let that happen. There's one pure timeline. She knows about the TV. Uh, TBA, TVA? TBA, um, yeah. She was explaining, we can't create alternate timelines. And he said, well, I promise I'll bring it back. So it doesn't do that. To the exact moment I take it, Steve brings it back to not create an alternate timeline. There is no alternate timelines in Endgame. They have the same exact timeline in every single scene. Other than when Loki gets away, and they then explain in Loki how they're trying to fix that because that was a fuck up. So when, so but when then at the Thor- end of Loki, they establish that now the timeline has been fucked, and now multiple timelines have been created. But that is from the end of Loki onwards. That is not from Endgame. Endgame, everything happens the same world, same universe, everything. So even so, even when Thor goes and speaks to his mum before she dies, that was supposed to happen. That, that happened. always happened. That happened exactly, and that's why Whoa. his mother literally says, shh, 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 "Don't you don't need to say anything. You don't need to explain. I get it. I'm not gonna like." say anything or like change the t- like this that happened wait does that wait so that means in mcu canon yes. during thor the dark world rocket yeah. Yeah. extracted the infinity stone from jane foster correct what why did no one talk about it yeah yeah that that correct that did happen that did happen. why didn't jane say oh there was this raccoon it just stabbed me with a fucking metal Machine because thing. it was put back into her almost immediately at the same time Steve went back and put it in her. How did Steve put it back in her? <laughs> Explain <laughs> that one to me, all right? I got well, questions. Well, I want to see a whole movie about Steve going back and doing it. I'd love to see that movie. I want to know how it happened. I need to know how the fuck it happened. How Steve put it in um, yes. to, to Jane Foster? Yes, I need to know. How he put it in her? I need to know. Yep, I need to know exact all the details, all of all it. I need details. to see it. See it is full. I need to know how have you done this, Chris Evans? <laughs> Dude, I can't believe you don't know that, bro. There's no multiverse until um, the first like even mention of a multiverse is in Endgame, but it's just a mention. They're trying to save the timeline. The timeline's the same. That's how old Steve. There's no you can't jump between universes with the pin particles. You can only time travel. Why it's are only there two Gamoras though? Now that's another fuck up. But also, obviously, supposed to happen. Who because, the fuck you know, decides what's supposed to happen? Bro! Fucking Kevin Feige, bro. I don't know what else to show you. I don't like this! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, that's a good point you've raised. But obviously, a second Gamora was supposed to happen in that timeline. Oh. And there's also, obviously, a timeline where Thanos is dead. <clears throat> there's a universe where Thanos died. Also supposed to happen. How do you explain that? I think, I mean, it's not, it's not a perfect explanation. But it is the same universe. 
Yeah, because Thanos died, so surely that created like this separate timeline where. But it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it has to have, right? But it's supposed to happen. I, it's not perfect. This is not. It's it's a comic book series. I feel like you know. Because how would the, the TVA wouldn't be able to correct that branching timeline of Thanos dying? Because he's dead. There isn't. It's not a variant. Like he's just dead, yeah, and yeah. that's created yes. a branch. What are they going to do? Plop a Thanos also, down? Millions of people were killed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they do just like inject a Thanos back into that world. They're like, they grab one of the variants and they're like, you're well, not supposed got all to be those here. Infinity stones. Yeah. Just put you here. You know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like, we don't know. We don't know. We didn't see. Yeah. I mean, they do a pretty good job of explaining all this, despite there being subplot holes. So there are the, Yeah, there are some plot holes. Don't get I'll give them that. But, but Steve, that... From the main end game from our universe is the same Steve that went back in time and then came, you know, lived a full life and was old at the end of end game. That's the same universe. There was no different universe. Steve didn't live in a different universe. Like they've already changed in canon. I'm pretty sure that old Steve was like carrying the coffin in civil war for Peggy's funeral. Hmm. Because there's like an old guy that has the same haircut as Steve. And they're like, that's him. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll take it. You know, whatever. I love the MCU. Yeah. But it's obviously just a secret. Like Steve would have been like, I can't create another timeline. So we're just going to, I'll take a different name. You know, I won't be a superhero. But then it also goes against Steve's character of like, he says in Civil War, he's like, when I see, um, when I see a, you know, a situation going south, I, uh, I can't. You know, let us slide. I wish I could. Oh, sometimes I wish I could. He's like, no, yeah. you don't. Yeah, you're right, I don't. It's like as if Steve didn't do full Captain America things back in the day, you know? Yeah, so there was know. like a lot of atrocities were committed. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, surprised he didn't think, maybe I should maybe I should warn someone about this, you know? Maybe like 9-11, Steve. Maybe just let someone know that was going to happen. Well, there's, happen, a, whole, there's a whole um, there's a whole video... I don't know who did it online. There's like a skit and it's like Peggy asking oh, Steve I've seen over the years. Yeah, 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 You've yeah, seen yeah. it? Like of like all these events. <laughs> oh, this looks good. And he's just like spitting out like his coffee or whatever. Like, oh, nothing. Um, oh, that is funny. Because he's trying not to spoil like, <laughs> yeah, what's going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, that's a bit of a thing, but I guess they're also saying that Steve was trying to live, you know, that life that, you know. Tony was telling him to get, so maybe he did just put it all aside. I find that hard to believe. That's weird, though, isn't it? Like, he lets so many people die by just being like, ah, you know. But if they but if they say, like, that he couldn't do it for fear of, like, you know, corrupting he, the timeline. To, like, yeah, exactly, because he's like, look, everything that happened was supposed to happen. Yeah, and, and if he tries to change stuff, like, what could it, it could, could also fuck up worse. everything else. They could not be yeah. Thanos. Like, it could affect that. So Timmy's yeah. like, it's for the greater good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he that knows that, maybe that does. There we go. We've explained it to ourselves. Yeah, it would be nice if someone told him that, you know, up front, so we know he knows. Maybe it was maybe when he took Steve the knows. time it's stone Steve. back. It's she Steve. told him. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Steve knows that when he made that decision. When he made because it was a selfish decision to like. He's like, I'm gonna stay. I'm going back home. But he's like, but there's this. I have to do. If I if I get to live this life, I have to give up the other. That was the whole point. Mm. So, I assume he took another name, um, and now we have, and that's why Clint's wife and her identity is also a secret. And if there's ever a secret person that would know, it would be Clint. He he would never admit. He would, you know what I mean? He's such a private person. 
he'd definitely never reveal um, who his wife's identity is and that he knew Steve, you know, who Steve was and all that. Or maybe they didn't know. Maybe, like, literally Steve never told his kids. It was just between her and Peggy, him and Peggy. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. But we, we will know. know Captain America 4 when that's revealed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That was, a lot of, that was a lot of Marvel. Yeah. That was a lot of Marvel talk, bro. Oh. Woo. My brain's I still fried. love Marvel in spite of it all, you know, in spite of so much <clears> going on. It still, like, it still gets me excited. It's fun. It's just, like, a fun time, you know? I don't put much much effort into it, I guess. I mean, I guess I do if I care this much about how time travel works. But, you know, I don't, like, spend all my time thinking about Marvel. But when there's a new thing out, I watch it and I have fun with it. And it's yeah. a nice time. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Me too. Um, another thing that's been really exciting is the whole Obi-Wan stuff and the build-up to that. Hayden Christensen mm. come back. We've been talking about that a lot in recent podcasts. Um, I'll tell you something I've been doing recently is I've mm-hmm. gotten sort of addicted to watching people do first-time viewing reactions to Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith specifically. <laughs> Oh no! Like I've, I've, Lord of the Rings and 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 Revenge of the Sith have been things I've been getting into watching. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that's like their first time watching it. It's mostly like guys' girlfriends that they're getting to watch it. And I actually just yeah. love. There's some really great reactions to like yeah. those movies, especially the Lord of the Rings. To be fair, um, mm-hmm. some really really great reactions out there. That's like, oh fuck yeah! That's it. Just get, yeah. it just makes me feel that energy again of that first time viewing and like those feelings you get for those character moments like mm, um yeah. S- Sam's speech at the end of um two towers or like Frodo destroying the ring at re- the end of return of the king and that battle and everything that goes down and like mm-hmm. you know I was like oh this is just so like yeah, I love that but then like seeing Revenge of the Sith I I find it interesting to see there's two different types of people that do those reactions there's the people that start with the originals Mm-hmm. So it's them seeing how Anakin becomes Darth Vader and it's them going very much like, holy shit, that's how it happens. Holy fuck, this is crazy. Or it's like the reaction where they've, they're going in chronological order where they're like, mm. wait, this guy's Anakin's like, cause they yeah. already, they obviously know who Darth Vader is. And when Emperor goes, you should be henceforth, you should be known as Darth Vader. They're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, wait, what? Anakin? That's who Darth Vader is because they know Darth Vader. They've heard of Darth Vader. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best reaction. That's Those the same the reaction Elva had when she watched Star Wars for the first time, <gasps> which really? was really fun. Yeah, she had oh. no clue because, like, you like you know, you get it. You like as much as you can with the bad prequels. You get attached to Anakin and you know him. Yeah, definitely. and then you find out he's Darth Vader and you're like, oh shit, that's like you know, I know that character. Yeah, so, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I, I remember, like, before Attack of the Clones came out, talking to people about, like, oh, I can't wait. Because for some reason I thought Anakin was becoming Darth Vader in this movie, in Attack of the Clones, because I just knew that's what the point of the prequels was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a kid, and I just sort of didn't know that the, they were building, like, it was supposed to be, like, the end was going to be when he becomes Darth Vader. But I sort of was like, are they going to show him become Darth Vader, and then there'll be another movie? Like, the third movie, episode three, will be like, he is Darth Vader, and you see even more. Like, I, you didn't know really when it was mm-hmm. going to happen, right? But I literally remember talking to people and like speculating. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to see Darth Vader. Anakin's going to become Darth Vader in this next movie. He's going to be so good. I can still remember being at the cinemas, seeing Attack of the Clones Mm. and like cinema reaction to things like Yoda and Mace uh, Mace Windu. um, Best character. 
Best cat laugh face would do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, so shit. Um, and uh, <laughs> Yoda fighting. What the fuck? Is it? Christopher Count Lee. Dooku. I Count Dooku, that's right. Mm. Um, fighting Count Dooku. And I remember people losing their minds when Yoda was jumping around, fucking yeah. spitting. It's so like, dumb. I thought that was so sick as a kid, though. So did I. And everyone in the cinema thought it was sick, too. Yeah. Everyone was yeah. buzzing about it. Like, it's one of those moments like, where you see Yoda with a lightsaber for the first time, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And I'm going to sound like Sheps when I say this, but this is back in a time when... Um, <laughs> this is back in a time when going to the cinemas was a big deal. Like it was like, a, it was an event to go to the movies. Like it was a big thing. Like there was only the biggest movies and it was a rarity. Um, and I remember something like a star Wars. It was very hard to get tickets. Like it was really hard to get tickets to it. Um, and I remember, coming home from school or from like an appointment or from something. It was like a Saturday. So it mustn't have been, I think it was a Saturday. So it wasn't school. Like I must have sport or something on, but like dad took me to it mm-hmm. and we get home and my, my mum and, and my brother Harlan had stood in line for two hours to get wow. tickets. Um, at the, at the, at like this old school, like the cinema in Ballarat, this country town in Victoria that I um, used to live in. And I, like, all this so weird. Like, I remember this so vividly, this whole day and the whole experience. I can still remember that. that like, I left Ballarat when I was eight years old, but I still remember what that cinema was like. I, could, mm-hmm. I remember the lobby. I remember this, where the staircases were. Like, it's wild. Like, I remember mm. that really, really well. Like, and just that night being, getting home and mum saying, oh, we're going to see Star Wars tonight. Like, she got tickets for that night. Oh, and I was like, never been so excited. That's I don't think I'd ever been so excited to go to the movies before or, or ever since really mm-hmm. like um, maybe like Endgame yeah. was probably the other time, but uh, yeah, dude, just so such a cool experience. Like that really was, those, those are what I grew up with. So it's mm. just cool to yeah, for now sure. with, with the Obi-Wan show and everything going on. And I still, will, I will always hate the fact I never got to see Lord <clears> of the Rings <throat> in cinemas. I, it just chews me the fuck up. Yeah. That I never got that experience because mum never let, I mean, I didn't see Fellowship until it was on DVD because um, I was like six, seven years old at the time. Mm. Um, but because of Gollum, mum was just so like, you, it's, it's too scary for you. It'll be too intentional. I have nightmares and shit. You can watch it when it's out on DVD. Like, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I do, I yeah, I fucking hate that. But I do remember like, Return of the King and waiting like it had been out at cinemas. It had been out and I'm like waiting months just until I get a fucking DVD so I could see it for the first time. And I'm like, these are my favorite movies ever. The first one, my favorite movies ever as a kid. I remember watching Fellowship of the Ring every day for two weeks when I first watched it. I watched it 14 times in the first two weeks. Every day I watched it. I got from school, I watched Fellowship of the Ring. That's crazy. I loved I'm still, they're my favorite films of all time, but like, I loved them. So I just hated the fact that like Return of the King, I had to fucking wait until oh it was on DVD to see what happened. That's rough. And for, I, I, I that's also, I, I remember watching that. Like mum and dad hadn't even seen it. None of us had seen it. And they got, bought it on DVD. Dad comes home. We sat down on like a Saturday afternoon, the family snacks and all sat on the couch and watched, 
watched uh, Return of the King for the first time, I can still remember, like, I... I was probably like 13, 14 and I was able to swear in front of my parents. Like my parents swear, we all swear. It's what, who gives a fuck? Like maybe not mm. the, maybe not cunt. It probably took a long time before like, you know, <laughs> that, that word was dropped, but we're Australian. So it's not a big deal. Like mum's called, mum's called me a fucking cunt a few times. That's happened. I've never said it to her because she'd kill me, but she's called me one a few times. That's happened. Um, but it's usually, I try to stir her up until she, until she's like, Oh fuck, you little cunt. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I win. Um, Nothing. But I remember as a kid, like it being a weird thing to hear my mum say the F word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mum got a bit excited when the moment Sam goes, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. Come on. <laughs> and he picks up Frodo. And my mum's like, fucking come on, Sam. Like, <laughs> like out loud. That's amazing. Oh, so fun. I just oh. remember that so vividly that moment of like, we were all like on the edge of our seats at like, at home, like when do you ever have that where you're like at home on the edge of your fucking seat yeah. watching a movie? It's just, I mean, the, the great greatest film of all time. In yeah, that's good shit. Thing. So it's it's what it is. But I just am obsessed now with watching other people's reactions to that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, reactions I love it. Good. They're fun. They let it you fun, relive yeah. experiences. Yeah, exactly. Um, it really does. It's nice. I don't enjoy as much people's reaction to video games though. Mm. Like I couldn't tell you like a video game that I'd like, Oh, I want to see what that maybe like, maybe you, because I'm like, I wonder what James thought of this. Like mm. that'd be something for example, but like, that's you're my friend. It's not. Whereas like, I wouldn't watch someone else play the end of horizon forbidden West. I don't give a fuck what someone else thinks of that. I don't know why that's the case though. I think it depends on the story. Like for me, video game reactions, I really like watching people's reactions to Kingdom Hearts because I think there's like so many moments in Kingdom Hearts where I'm like, oh, that is like you're emotionally connected to it and it really resonates with you. But with something like, yeah, Horizon, I wouldn't I wouldn't care, even though it's like a game I really love. Even something like Red Dead, I don't think I'd really care. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Kingdom Hearts is the one that does it for me. Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy, I like seeing people's reactions to those. Okay. but yeah, yeah, not a lot else. And Persona, Persona Five is another one. I love seeing people's reactions to Persona Five. I think I like seeing your, you and George. I like watching your reactions to Kingdom Hearts, but mm-hmm. nothing. But I don't. Everything else, I don't really care about anyone else's reaction to yeah. a video game. It's funny. That's funny. Whereas like movies, yeah. I do. Like I love watching someone's. Like when Game of Thrones was a thing, I had a bunch of channels. I would be buzzing through the week for them to release their reactions to the episode so it'd be like fuck yeah the new episode of game turns out i'd watch it that was a great part of it that was whatever monday or tuesday whatever day would come out and i'd be like fucking awesome watch the episode great tuesday wednesday i'm getting home from work i keen as fuck sit down and watch people's reactions to it like um burlington bar in chicago they they do reactions normies like a bunch of other channels um and i'd watch their game of thrones reactions and but mm-hmm. those that was the main thing I remember. That's probably the start of like watching people's reactions to things. But <clears throat> now I, I've just sort of went down a rabbit hole of like after the Obi Wan trailer of like so it got recommended someone's reaction to Revenge of the Sith, and then I watch a bunch of that. And then I on this person's channel is a really cool channel. This girl, oh, fuck, I forget. I don't know the channel name, but just a really 
one of the best reactors I've ever seen. Just such an empathetic person where just really connects mm-hmm. easily with every character in every movie she seems to watch. And I yeah. watch all the reactions to not only the Lord of the Rings, I then watch all the reactions to the Hobbit trilogy. Cause I was like, I'm just this, such an interesting reaction. She has, she has such genuine connections and gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, and seems to just enjoy things pretty easily. Like not someone that's like overcritical that might be like watching Revenge and be like, Oh no, that was dumb. Like has great reactions. Great reactions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just love, love seeing that. It is, yeah, yeah. good vibes. And we operate on vibes. It is good vibes. It is for sure. We like it a lot here. That we do. That we yeah. do. Yeah. But with that, I think that's, uh, those are all the topics I have, unless you have something else, James, you wanted to. I wanted to don't have, have anything. You think I come don't to these any? with anything to say? I, I don't. I don't. I certainly don't. I wouldn't expect you to. Yeah, because um, I haven't. But, but we've been here for two hours chatting, so that's so obviously we had something to talk about. We did. Um, but thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening, watching this episode of the As Always podcast. Uh, another brilliant time. Um, I can't mm-hmm. believe we're at, what episode? 159? Like, that's 159, fucking... 159, yeah. Yeah, fucking mental. Um, then again, you could say it's episode 305, and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, you know, it's... Yeah, either, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's, some, it's up there somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's too many. Um, but thank you to the great people over page.com forward slash as always for making the show happen. We wouldn't be here without you for supporting the show. And you could be one of those people for just a little as a dollar a month. Go check it out. Uh, it helps the show. It keeps us going. It's the only reason we're still doing this because we fucking hate each other. We hate podcasts. We mm-hmm. hate all of you. Honestly, Very we really true. do. We only like money. And that's all we care about. Yeah, that's it. That's, re- yeah, that's, that's it. That we do, no? Um, and... I'm here to thank them because I'm obliged to because that's how we get money. So thank you so much to the great mm-hmm. people over at page.com forward slash as always. We have Ollie the Superior, Ollie Damien, the not so orange gnome, Epic Alaric, or Radagast Hardwood, Ferentino, Flash Paradox, Franco Jesper, Olsen, King Richard III, Olbrick, Ryan Hafer, Viridian, Ballsack 47, Aragon, Kimbersub again, Cream Pass, Sakaris, AK, Kieran, hashtag make the nice guys too, please for the love of fuck Hollywood, Adam Sunling, Alfie Robert, Andy Kill, Big Dick, 6699, Ben Higgins is thankful for a stick, Brethren, Bennett Clobbers, BFHC, Biggest Fucking Virgin, Bods, Pico, Overlord, The Elder, Brian Ford, Call Me Daddy, Christian0210, Connor DeRose, Bill in the Alley, Dry Man, Gamer 101, Eli, Emil Catborg, Giridito Hacker, Ethan Dean, Fishy, Furious Coco, Gene, Give Me a Penis, Kinko Swag, Gwen Hughes, Hookie, Jack DG1998, JNB Bennett, Joe the Founded Scarab, Josh Duvillier, Josh J. Anderson, Josh Ramorick, Assassin, Christian Rowe, Liam, Luca, Lucas R05, Louis de Leon, Lumistrad, Mario5380, Master Bass, Max H, Money Unicorn, Nick Miller, Otica World 7, our best and favorite mod, Brownie, Radok, Ravjai, Seth Son of a Bitch, OG Doggo, so James hates the Batman too because he kills people, Sparky Bucks, the Blue Cow, the Sexy Haver, aka Zaccuccino, Thethmus, Tony, Walshy, and Zeppo. Thanks, you sweet Vince Lads, for helping power this Woo. podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you all uh, next time. Thank you. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.